Welcome to the Steve Reeve Podcast with the best moments from the past week and a few things that didn't make it there. Monday. I'm not a musical genius. I have like a little bit of a musical streak in my body, a musical bone somewhere on my skeleton. But this guy, Taizo Bloom, he's a, he's an artist. He's on TikTok. He's, he's got a mind for music and he's got a mind for programming and he's got a mind for doing weird things with food. Um, like hooking up electric currents to them and then touching them completing circuits and allowing those fruits and vegetables to make music he actually started playing some red hot chili peppers on some red hot chili peppers and naturally the internet embraced it i i love it this is what it sounds like first you know just connecting up the really uh the red hot chili peppers with whatever system he's using to make the music happen told to never play with my food but that is kind of awesome kind of awesome it's just really fun to see him jamming out too with his headphones on playing on the red hot chili peppers it's pretty great it's kind of funny though actually because uh, it sounds oddly similar to what i sound like after i eat red hot chili peppers boy that's a really it's a really it's a really bad joke isn't it move over secret waterfall move right on over nobody cares anymore okay maybe that's a little bit of an exaggeration, but still, the uh, secret waterfall is not uh, in vogue right now. It's the secret beach. The last few weekends have seen a lot of people posting about the secret beach, or at least that's what some people are calling it. Nobody really has like a name for it. It's just a sandbar that's shown up in the Athabasca River, kind of uh, in between a little island area and then the highway. I mean, you've seen it from the highway, and that's the part that makes it hilarious that people are calling it Secret Beach. It's completely visible. (laughs) And same thing with the Secret Waterfall. Worst kept secret, but still kind of interesting. Um, It's caught my eye several times the last couple of weekends because of how many people have been out on it. And uh, like yesterday included, driving by, and my girlfriend kind of pointed out, she's like, I think there's like 40, 50 people down there. I was like, down where? Oh, right. Yes, of course. Down there. I remember checking that out when I was a kid growing up. It's kind of been a spot that's... It depends on the conditions, right? Some years it's not there. Some years it is. This year, oh boy, is it ever. Room to spread out. And technically, there's one more weekend of summer. So enjoy. Just do so safely. You're listening to the Steve Reeve Podcast from 100.5 Cruise FM. 11-year-old drummer sensation, Nandy Bushel. She's once again in the headlines after having the chance to meet Chad Smith of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Their meeting and conversation is available to watch online. If you're curious, you can watch how cute it is. Although, after seeing it myself, I'm not entirely convinced that it wasn't Will Ferrell. Same thing happened when I actually saw the Red Hot Chili Peppers in concert. I'm like, is that? Is that not? Nah, nah, couldn't be. Only seen them together twice in, in, in the same room. And only on video as well. They can fake that. Meanwhile... Her Foo Fighters friends gave a performance of Everlong and were honored with the Global Icon Award last night at the MTV Video Music Awards. And for those of you my age or older, yes, the VMAs are still a thing. And Metallica turns out just a bunch of big softies. They had a a lot of attention lately as the milestone reissue of the Black Album as well as the companion compilation of Metallica covers by various artists have been rolling out. Elton John, who has a part on that covers album called Nothing Else Matters, one of the best songs ever written while in a a virtual conversation with James Hetfield, and uh, moved him to tears. Moved him to tears! It's pretty cute. And it is a great song. Tuesday. 
classic commentary video. Um, this one just delighting me. Coming from Ireland. Cricket Ireland is specifically where it comes from. That's where the credit is due. Though, I mean, I love an announcer, a commentator, a sportscaster who is just trying to stay in the moment, give that live information while reacting to something they could not really have been prepared for. Like this. They're going to have to look to take two. They're going to have to take a chance now. Oh, oh, dog. Oh, oh, the dog is the ball. Oh, here we go. Now that is... <laughs> it's brilliant. Now there we go. It's dog a, has puppy, stopped play. They've... Uh, oh, there we go. I think we'll retrieve the ball. It may need a clean. <laughs> I just love it. The, the second announcer. Not adding too much to the conversation other than, ah, brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Love that dog. There's another dog that has absolutely captured the entire globe's attention as of last night's big event, the Met Gala. We'll get into that in just a second. Two great nights in a row actually happened for weirdo fashion. So there was the MTV VMAs on Sunday. Got to see a lot of weird stuff. People dressed like all kinds of different weird ways. Um, and then the very, very, very postponed Met Gala last night as well. Even more so. There's lots of fashions. People wearing this, people wearing that. Statements being put right onto the fashion. Uh, you know, d words saying things like tax the rich on some people's clothing. Some people dressed in just st stark black can't even tell who's inside the outfit until, of course, they reveal it and you read the caption at the bottom. Uh, and uh, Billie Eilish, for instance, capturing everybody's imagination with a gigantic ballroom gown designed for the steps of the Met Gala. And yet, and yet, with all of that fashion, all those... I'm guessing millions of dollars put into the way people look for photographs on on a stretch of stairs. It was Met Dog that stole the show. Met Dog is my favorite, and every photo that I've seen of this golden retriever that was just kind of hanging out, kind of chilling. I don't know what the dog's name is or what its role there was. Maybe a service animal of some kind. I'm not sure. Maybe security even. But every photo of this dog is just incredible. You can tell when he liked some fashion and when he didn't as well. Just written all over his face. And, uh, Met Dog <laughs> was, of course, the best dress, wearing only a collar as well. Absolutely dapper and demure. Honestly, Met Dog is all of us, watching and judging the Met Gala fashion while understanding just so very little of it. Hey, Alexa, play the Steve Reeve podcast. Jackass, the next chapter, was due to come out in October. Now it's been shifted a little bit later on. Uh, it's been postponed, but it is coming out still. And it's kind of funny because some of the uh, planned uh, promotion for this October release is starting to roll out now in September, even though the movie is still months away. Uh, and that includes a stop by from Steve-O and Wee Man on Truth or Dab with Hot Ones. You know, first we faced, you've seen the Hot Wings challenge and everything. Um, this is a little bit different and it's kind of a rapid fire format, but one of the questions that caught the attention of the internet was, and this is something I'm sure people have wondered over the years, what are the, the, the not usable jackass stunts? What are the ones that are just too crazy for TV where, where standards and practices said, no, never let this reach the airways? And they haven't. Um, they had a couple of different answers between them, but Steve-O took the lead and all of them Johnny Knoxville related stunts, which I find is kind of funny. Let me just let Steve-O tell you about it himself. Oh yeah, and when he said, I'm Johnny Knoxville and I'm gonna get hit by a car real soon. <laughs> yeah. Car just came flying, he went through the windshield, rolled over. They asked him, what were you thinking when you got hit by a car? And his answer was, 
I wore two pairs of jeans so I'd be safe. <laughs> I've got to unpack that just a little bit. Two pairs of jeans to be safe. I'm thinking two different meanings, maybe both at the same time. I mean, extra denim to protect against road rash. That's the first one. But I think really, really what we're talking about is he just had some extra jeans so that he could take off the inner pair once they were all covered in everything that evacuated from his body as soon as he got hit by the car. Again! Don't try that stuff at home, but do watch it at home when the movie comes out. A song that Ozzy and Lemmy wrote together is being newly released as a produced duet. Uh, Hellraiser is the title. It was originally written in 1991 for Ozzy's No More Tears album, but Motorhead actually recorded their own take and released it as a single the very next year, with no bad blood between the artists whatsoever. Uh, the fresh duet, the newly produced version, is being featured on the 30th anniversary reissue of No More Tears, which releases this Friday. Meanwhile, Brian May is playing guitar with Brian May in a new music video for Back to the Light, which sees its 30th anniversary happen next year. The album with the same name has been reissued already, not on the 30th anniversary, but just this year. And the video features uh, current day Brian May traveling back in time to a classic recording of himself from way back in the day when he was promoting that album in 1992. Meanwhile, Todd Rundgren... About to be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, he has been outspoken about the Hall of Fame before and has now stated he's not going to be there, just not going to show up. Obviously, he says not copacetic to describe his relationship with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame uh, entity. Wednesday. There's a startup company called Colossal. I mean, good name, good name. Their goal, and they've already spent lots of money on it, uh, and they're going to spend up to like $15 million more on resurrecting the woolly mammoth. Now, let's be clear, it's not going to be the exact woolly mammoth. They're going to make uh, a, a version of a, an elephant that has woolly mammoth-like features and characteristics and likely behaviors that they want to repopulate or, I guess, start populate in the Canadian Arctic North and the Russian Arctic North and... Uh, what could go wrong, I guess, is my reaction. What could possibly go wrong? They're using CRISPR DNA editing technology. They're going to make a GMO megafauna and make it stomp around the Arctic in an effort to question mark. Just get them back. They say there's also the potential. Wait and see to see if it helps the environment at all. I'm like, OK, it seems like a bit of a stretch. Seems like maybe a little bit more research needs to be done, but I get it. They do need to uh, actually see an animal like this in action to know what it would do what its actions are i get that i just ultimately don't get the grander need to bring back the woolly mammoth they do say that maybe this technology this endeavor could lead to de-extinctifying other animal species ones that have gone extinct within our lifetime and especially by human causes okay interesting interesting that doesn't seem too bad but the case was made in jurassic park we know it you're bringing animals from they're separated from humanity by so so long and then you're just expecting everything to just go Fine, when you do, at least they're not building a theme park. I will give them that, but still, I don't know if it's the soundest idea, my friends. Oh, yeah, ooh, ah, that's how it always starts. But then later there's running and, and screaming. Weird, weird news. There's going to be a sequel to Twins coming out. At least they're looking for some potential investors, which I think they'll find. I mean, they've got the returning cast of Arnold Schwarzenegger who has been holed up at home for quite some time and is getting gone a little squirrely because of it, uh, and Danny DeVito, 
who has remained uh, ever active, uh, especially with uh, his regular appearances on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, uh, amongst other things. But uh, what is what does a sequel to Twins look like? I mean, let's break it down. The first movie, the plot is, and I swear this is this is. If you haven't watched it in a while, the plot is that a secret science experiment saw a bunch of people get together with the goal of creating the perfect child, the perfect child, and to do that, they combined the DNA of six fathers. Well, to the surprise and chagrin of those scientists, the embryo split, and you had the best and the worst. Twins, fraternal twins, Arnie and uh, Mr. DeVito, Mr. Danny. Uh, so, uh, hilarious comedy. Uh, one that uh, was from Ivan Reitman and is coming back again from the same creative team in the sequel. But it actually started years ago. Like, soon soon after the first Twins movie came out because it was supposed to be with Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy hearing about the movie, talking to the stars, going, Hey, you know what? I should be a twin. That would be a funny comedy. Well, he just made Coming to America with the number two, and apparently his schedule is a little full. So they went to a very good friend of some of the creatives. Tracy Morgan is going to be the third uh, twin. I guess that makes them uh, triplets. And that's, of course, going to be the title of the film, because that's how Hollywood works, baby. Was not expecting. But you know what? I'm curious. Curious enough. Thanks for listening to the Steve Reeve Podcast from 100.5 Cruise FM. As some of the uh, dark and disturbing details of the contents of this brand new Alanis Morissette documentary called Jagged begin to come to light, Morissette herself wants to set the record straight, stating, This was not the story I agreed to tell. The singer makes it clear that the film is filled with, and I quote, implications and facts that are simply not true. Well, that explains why she was not in attendance at the TIFF premiere. Meanwhile, John Lydon of uh, the Sex Pistols, Johnny Rotten, as you might know him, uh, he is claiming that his former bandmates are evil and that he is now in financial ruin, in his own words, after losing a court case against his fellow Sex Pistols. Hindsight's 2020 is my thoughts on that. And meanwhile, looking forward to some brand new Guns N' Roses music. Reportedly, a song called Hard School is coming out very, very soon and has been recorded very recently at the band's Chinese democracy, or in the style of the band's Chinese democracy era at their studios. Interesting. Um, and the original working title, fun fact for you, was Jackie Chan. I'm very, very curious to uh, to hear what this song sounds like. Once it is released, we'll, of course, give you the snippet. Vaporub from the 80s is catching people's attention. Uh, a specific post online has definitely caught people's attention um, and their imagination and their curiosity about their grandparents' medicine cabinets. Um, specifically, at Wicket Tread on uh, Instagram posted a photo of a 1987 bottle of Vicks Vaporub. The caption is what just got me, though, and I think most people. My son, who has been sick, they say not COVID in brackets. Um, shout out to mom. Shout out to mom who came to the rescue, who loaned us the same pot of Vicks she used on me growing up. Expiration date 187. <laughs> January, too, at the earliest stage of 1987 is when this went off. So I guess it's a bottle from 1986. But the very same pot from when mom was taken care of now mom, who needs to take care of now kid. Um, the, far, the, the, the funniest part for me, 
the loaned word, the, the specifically the word loaned, as if to imply that grandma wants this back because it's perfectly good and turned out to actually work perfectly fine. Though Vix has now since come out with a statement saying, absolutely don't use our products that have expired. We cannot guarantee their safety or their usefulness. Well, I guess it was effective. Wonder how much is left, though. Now, it's precious commodity, I guess. Thursday. Now, I don't believe this is going to be an actual uh, fully realized comedy special, but Netflix and their subsection for their comedy content, Netflix is a joke, they put together uh, one of these bot-created stand-up comedy routines. The way that they describe it is they worked with Keaton Patty to make a bot, an AI system, watch over 400,000 hours of stand-up comedy and then write its own special. Here is the best it could do. Coming in at a runtime of 3 minutes and 28 seconds. It's cringy. It's cringy. But you know what? Actually, some of the jokes aren't terrible. That's the thing that really surprised me. It's got a real absurdist humor, this AI system. I wish it had a name uh, so I could refer to it by name and, you know, humanize it just a little bit more. But there's anything but human in this development of this routine and, of course, the delivery as well. Here's just, like, one of the jokes. Dinosaurs are crazy weird, right? How did they survive without having credit cards? I guess they didn't. Uh, watch the whole thing. Like I said, it's only three and a half minutes. It's pretty good. And I actually would watch maybe not a full hour, but maybe like 30 minutes. I'd watch a 30-minute special done by this AI. But if the best it could do is three and a half minutes, then, well, actually, I can relate to it a lot. We've got a rarity up for auction, specifically a 33-minute recording of John Lennon that includes interview audio from journalists and a local school children in Denmark, as well as a performance of an unreleased song. It was recorded in 1970. The tape will be up for auction in Copenhagen on September 28th, with an anticipated value of up to 40,000 euros, or up to $60,000 Canadian. I would expect it to get a little more, actually. We'll see. An upcoming biopic series titled Pam and Tommy has Tommy's approval. In fact, he is stoked the Molly Crew drummer has gone on record. Uh, the Hulu miniseries has Sebastian Stan and Lily James playing the titular couple and follows the real-life events that took place after their infamous sex tape was stolen. No release date has been announced just yet, but production is underway. And both Dr. Fauci in America and the health minister for Trinidad and Tobago have been forced to give statements thanks to rapper Nicki Minaj. She tweeted out uh, something about vaccine hesitancy and uh, the connection to impotence and health professionals have completely shut it down. Specifically, her claim was that her cousin's friend in Trinidad had been left impotent after being vaccinated against the virus. Uh, the health officials have stated there's been no evidence to create this connection, nor is there any physical reason why that would happen from a vaccine. But uh, all, I, all I can think of, all it reminds me of, is a scene from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. My best friend's sister's boyfriend's brother's girlfriend heard from this guy who knows this kid is going with the girl who saw Ferris pass out at 31 Flavors last night. I guess it's pretty serious. Friday. Apparently about a quarter, about 28% of pet owners, they buy stuff for their pets just for the benefit of social media posts. Interesting, interesting. We live in a very strange world these days. Um, now, I don't really want to knock people that are doing that. Uh, I don't think that's fair. And here's why. Here's why. It might seem vapid. might seem uh, materialistic. You know, it might seem false in some way. 
But I just think that these people have understood a very fundamental fact. They have realized the truth, the nature of the universe. Your pets are just far more interesting than you are. That's it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's just the truth. Your pets are a million times more interesting than you are. Doesn't even matter. Most interesting person in the world. They got a dog. The dog is slightly more interesting. Just by default, okay? It's just the way it is. And beyond that, 28% of pet owners just buying stuff for the sake of social media posts. The pets are still getting something out of it, right? As long as they're happy. Tom Brady in the news again. Uh, no, we're not quite at Super Bowl time. A few more months, but still. He's in the news because he stated that he says he thinks he can play until he's in his 50s. Whoa. Pro sports stars aren't supposed to have a career past 32? What are you talking about? No, I mean, a lot of them do. And he's done really well for himself. And it's a sport that he's able to continue to play and succeed at. So really, really cool. I mean, feels like he could play until he's in his 50s. I have my doubts, but it would be cool to be proven wrong. That's all I'm saying. It would be a nice achievement. Why stop there, Tom? Why stop at your 50s? Keep playing until you're in your 80s. Hell, keep playing until you're a leathery 112-year-old. And then, when you truly can't play anymore, when the time has come... You can be made into Super Bowl footballs and continue to be a part of the game. Just don't deflate. Not a good luck. You're listening to the Steve Reeve Podcast from 100.5 Cruise FM. Found some gold on the buy and sell last night. A little posting, a little listing for half-eaten lunch, specifically. $10 posted yesterday at approximately 5 p.m., which means... Uh, lunch has probably been drying out for a while before it ever went on sale. And by lunch, I mean half-eaten lunch, not the full thing by a long shot. It's also a little bit hard to discern exactly what is in this lunch. It's clearly a, a bun of some kind, looks like maybe brioche, um, and uh, the contents of which a mystery, though the side is definitely seasoned potato wedges and some ketchup packets off-brand. $10? I don't know. I don't know. And I might need a discount. I might need a discount on that because, uh, you know, it's uh, it's it's undiscernible undi- exactly what it is. And again, I said it's been drying out a little bit. You're saying this is a half-eaten lunch? Posting it at dinner time? Say it's a half-eaten dinner. Keep your full $10. But I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it for a tenner. You're going to have to get a little bit of a discount on that one. Just, just love it. I love weird posts like that. What is... Actually, legitimately, what is the strangest thing you've ever purchased from the buy and sell? Music news for you. Um, Elton John suffered a fall this week, causing a postponement for his upcoming Farewell Yellow Brick Road tour dates. At 74 years of age, John fell onto a hard surface of some kind and is now awaiting surgery to address the lingering pain and discomfort. Meanwhile, a supergroup of sorts has formed. Dave Navarro, as well as Chris Cheney of Jane's Addiction, I'm joined forces with Taylor Hawkins of Foo Fighters. The aptly named band NHC, just for their first names, uh, has been uh, releasing some new music today. In fact, uh, Feed the Cruel and Better Move On are the two songs that have shown up alongside black and white videos of the band performing the tracks in studio. Very, very interesting. Um, And uh, more music to come from them. They say it's not just a one-off. Interestingly enough... These people have largely worked together before, uh, largely uh, between Cheney and Hawkins. They toured together with Alanis Morissette in their live band in the 1990s. Plus, Cheney is actually a part of Hawkins' uh, solo band offshoot, The Coattail Riders, which is a fantastic band name. Transmission over. One more, Steve? New podcast episodes happen every Friday, or just tune into The Steve Reeve Show. Weekday mornings starting at 5.30 a.m. on 100.5 Cruise FM.